0: Welcome to the but Here We Go podcast coming at you from but here We Go Studios in Dallas, Texas. Did
1: you just say Beteer We Go?
0: But here We Go Studios. Oh I'm just saying our intro. That's all.
1: So this is my idea of how we should start this off.
0: Okay, tell well, me.
1: We're going to create a poll. Whose segment is better? Joe's segment or my segment? And see who wins. And then whoever loses has to retire that segment.
0: Are we are we just going to have segment <laughs> wars for the rest of the podcast? Is that going to be the... No, 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 no. Is that the name of the, the podcast now? Segment wars. But here we go. Segment wars.
1: <laughs> no, you can start with your segment.
0: I can start with my segment? Mm-hmm. Now, I just want to point out for the audience... That sponsor not sponsor is that's, not that's going not anywhere. The, no, it's not on the table. That one will be here forever. I have In fact, to admit that
1: sponsor, not sponsor is what powers the show. That's where all of our income is coming from. That's I, sponsor, I want
0: sponsor. to also point out we have not gotten any income. <laughs> so our sponsor not sponsor is not Poverty. sponsoring. It's <laughs> not sponsoring anything <laughs> on this show. But we are taking sponsorships. If you want to sponsor the show,
1: <laughs> we'll do it for free.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say for the low, low price of something uh, more than free. I was
1: saying, do you? So I always drive by like Mockingbird Elementary, and on there, and I'm sure it's just like all elementary schools, but like they make money. Like if you want to like wish your kid a happy birthday, you can like pay twenty five bucks, and they'll put it on the little marquee. <laughs> what if we? I didn't know s- that. Start wishing. You can contact us. We will dedicate. A small segment of our show to wishing yours you're like, you know, your special so a happy birthday. And here's the kicker. They'll never hear it because they'll <laughs> never listen to this podcast.
0: I think that is a great idea. <laughs> I always enjoyed the what was it? Growing up in Illinois, I think it was the Smuckers birthday <laughs> shout outs. <laughs> it the, was I guess it was sponsored by the company Illinois, Smuckers. Are
1: they headquartered in Illinois?
0: No, but <laughs> the, I have no idea. <laughs> but it was often, and maybe this was part of it. It was all these very, very old people, people that were ninety plus years.
1: Like that, that Smuckers was wishing happy birthday.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why, <laughs> but that's what it was. <laughs> and I don't think Smuckers was wishing them happy birthday. That was.
1: It was just the local grocery store. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who? I don't know. What that you're was
0: right. the. Theme. It was. They had their face on Smuckers cans and they'd be spinning around the Smuckers can and a new face would pop up and it's so it 93 is a, years old. So it
1: is a Smuckers thing.
0: Smuckers isn't wishing them happy birthday though. It is the news station. Oh,
1: the news station. Sorry. But it's
0: sponsored by. Smuckers, or for some reason, they just <laughs> really love can? smuckers cans. Wait, the, what? Not wait, cans wait, I was about
1: to say, jars? Smuckers jars. I was about to say, it's like you guys in Illinois have jam in, j- in cans?
0: <laughs> we got cans of jam. <laughs> Come get your canned jam.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: It goes well with the canned ham.
1: Ridiculous.
0: Also known as spam. Oh
1: my gosh. Okay, will you go on with your segment, please?
0: The one thing you don't want are canned clams. All right, I'm done with that. (laughs) Okay. All right, well, everybody knows my segment. It's a long-running segment here. Where'd you go? So, Allie, where'd you go this week?
1: (laughs) (laughs) This week? You told me it was going to be today.
0: No, it's...
1: I cannot, I don't even remember what I did yesterday.
0: Just like, did you do something fun, exciting? Did you do
1: a thing this week? Oh my gosh, let me tell you. So I was, I went to Buffalo Exchange today. Um, It's like a resale shop. And if you're a female listening to this, I'm sure you'll understand. If you're a dude, maybe not so much, unless you sell a lot of clothes back to resale shops. But I feel like there's this thing, like the amount of like, bravery one has to have to surrender your clothes over to like a super hip young person who is going to meticulously go over your clothes to decide if they're trash or not is mortifying (laughs) I absolutely hate it I know it's not a me thing because I've talked to other people who feel the same way I've seen memes about it online but you feel judged and what's even worse is when they're like oh it's a short line so I'll just do it now and they do it in front of you like I would much rather just like walk around the store like you guys judge me on your own time I don't want to watch you guys judge my clothes that I've been wearing on my body for the past year I'll come back when you guys are done so like I don't have to deal with it but when they do it in front of you oh my gosh it's the absolute worst anywho I have not been to Buffalo Exchange in a good while um but this is maybe too into the weeds for some listeners, but the closest resale shops to you and I are up. Uh, what is it? Uptown, Uptown, Uptown Cheapskate, Cheapskate, and Buffalo. Uptown is a lot more like just like hip regular clothes, I guess. I
0: would say it's almost like a Plato's Closet, where they take right. anything that is borderline current. name brand, current. And, current, and they
1: like they literally will not take anything that's that because like, I guess they can tell based on the tag if it's two years. Older, like so, they'll take two years old or less. Yes, and anything over that, even if it's in like pristine conditions, tags on, name brand. I mean, maybe they'll take like a coach purse or you know, something that's a little bit more timeless, but otherwise, they're like, we won't even look at it. Meanwhile, Buffalo Exchange, they are like oddly like current mixed with vintage, mixed with like the stuff I find in there is always random. Anyway, I have had a few items in my closet that I've had for a really long time that are random finds like at a a garage sale down the street I found like an 80s floral dress and or like a a 70s prom dress just like random stuff that I found that happened to somewhat fit me and looked cool and were like a dollar um but lo and behold there was no need for me to wear a 70s prom dress nor an 80s floral dress so anyway I took these four items to Buffalo and again worst like nightmare she's like oh there's nobody behind you i'll just sift through them right now in front of your face and i was just like no.
0: now the way you explain it she's gonna sift through them it sounds like she's just gonna kind of flip them around circle no, them up make to... it look like she's looked at them and then hand them back to you
1: <laughs> no. no they like obviously look at them but i always just feel like they are, like are in my mind and again it's not i have had this confirmed by other people it feels like they're looking at the clothes. They're looking at you. They're looking back at the clothes and just like, ugh, this is terrible. <laughs> That's how it feels, Joe. That's <laughs> how it feels. Anyway, not only, did, like every single item of clothes, she was like, oh my gosh, this is, the where, where did you find this? This is so cute. Every single item. But then she, I kid you not, Joseph. She asked me. Hey, if you have anything else, please come back and we will buy. I was, I honestly, it could have, it was, it's up in the top set of happiest moments of my life. <laughs> I'm joking, but it was such a compliment. I was like, you sweet. She had to have been like 24. Like I was like, the fact that this young child things so high I, I can't i will go on and on anyway they gave me 47 dollars for these four items that i got from like thrift stores for a dollar a piece so anyway we need to go thrifting this weekend <laughs> we need to go garage sale yes, hopping
0: i agree i now have I, a
1: new side hustle
0: i am always oh my gosh oh my gosh sales. oh
1: my gosh it's time to be real what it's time to be real What are the odds that it was during podcast time? That's so
0: crazy. Are you taking a picture of me? Hold
1: on, once the Be Real app wakes up.
0: We've talked about the Be Real app before.
1: I got like five people on Be Real the other night.
0: I'm going to bring it up again. Being real is... I'm being real about Be Real. A lot of the pictures are just people sitting in front of their computer.
1: Ready? Well, I'm sorry they have real jobs. Take your Be Real. I'm trying, Be Real.
0: I'm just saying
1: is it people being weird to people
0: live boring lives
1: it won't let me click the yeah, picture. yeah mine
0: won't mine won't let me either it's a
1: either. glitchy app let me t- yeah that's okay, what i'm saying so the app's late, not
0: so great hold on i'm going to people are boring overall it's just you know it's so-so
1: oh i got it you ready <laughs> i had to... you uh, are you ready
0: <gasps> Mine's going
1: okay boom Then it may or may not And we'll not see know. if it gets posted. That's another <laughs> thing. You take the picture, a maybe it posts, app. maybe it doesn't.
0: You <laughs> just, never know.
1: Oh, my gosh. You Follow us on Be Real, guys. Know. Yeah.
0: If anybody wants to add me on Be Real, you can add me. I'll add you back or whatever. Oh, my
1: gosh. Anywho, what did you do this week? Well, I want to <laughs> okay, get back to it. I would love to hear what you did.
0: I want to get back to this This.
1: You yours just posted and literally my phone is covering my my face. (laughs) What? (laughs) Anyway, go ahead.
0: Buffalo Exchange, I do find weird because it's one of those that they try to be whatever is hip and cool, which isn't necessarily new clothes. It could be vintage. And they're the ones that I'm always confused by because when you go... You're like, okay, I think I know what's cool right now, and you show up and you try and like sell them some clothes, and you literally have a a a bin full of the clothes that it says they're accepting, <laughs> right? And you find out they're not accepting any of your clothes, even though it's exactly what they say they want.
1: Oh, this is a fun fact that I found out. They don't last, actually want that stuff. No, last week I I sold clothes to up, up, Uptown. And I asked them, I was like, hey, some of these are sweaters. So I don't know if you're taking them. Because, because of that, they yeah. have a thing. And they're like, oh, no, no, no. We buy things all year round. Like I was an idiot for asking that question. Oh, we're
0: always buying.
1: And then when I was in line at Buffalo Today, someone else in front of me, the guy was like, oh, yeah, yeah. We buy all things all year round. They've stopped doing the trendy thing. And Good. I which. Is awesome because that means they'll buy more. I don't know when that changed or why it changed. Other or maybe it's because like trends are so hard to keep up with and the whole uh, bu- for Buffalo to be buying trends was always a strange hypocrisy to me since I feel like Buffalo prides itself on being unique and like
0: And kind of starting anti-trendy. the trend.
1: Right. So I don't know. But yes. also like I feel like sometimes in the past I'll try to sell back to Buffalo and it's I've never been cool enough to buy I just sell things to Buffalo. But then I would be like looking for clothes to buy a Buffalo. And I swear to God, there'd be like a burlap sack there for $30. <laughs> I'm like, who is... Bu- I don't But understand what you're They're more expensive
0: selecting. than the new clothes sometimes. They're crazy. So here's, here's my... Here's two more things. One question for you. Have you ever gone to one of those places and had them like take your clothes while you're standing there... They're just sitting there, pulling them out and folding them and setting them aside while they're like talking to somebody else.
1: And like not looking at it? Not
0: even looking. They're like, they look at it. They know That's they're not going to buy saying. anything. And they just, they're just going through the motions, just setting them down, putting them back That's into because your bag. That's my to hand hypothesis.
1: Off. I, to the point where I feel like sometimes I feel like I need to dress up to go sell clothes because I, like, I swear to goodness they're going to look at how I'm currently dressed and off of how stylish I'm currently dressed, they will decide how much they want to actually try on valuing my mm. sack of clothes.
0: Yeah, maybe. The other thing, right now on the on the cost thing, I remember I'm I'm upset about this. I had a pair of pants, they were Luckies. I really liked them. Um, bought them on our baby moon out in LA so that would have been roughly four years ago and they finally wore through now I need to buy another pair of pants every time we go to uptown and I look at I find some lucky brand pants they look great I think maybe they're the right size and they're like 45 dollars
1: because well, they're Lucky brand.
0: Yeah, I don't care what what brand they are. <laughs> when I bought them, when, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. I looked specifically at the Lucky brand because I really liked those okay, jeans. Okay, but
1: you're looking exactly at, at a high-priced, a Here's high-priced jean.
0: Here's the deal. In L.A., at a thrift store, I got them for like $10.
1: It was probably a fluke, truthfully.
0: Uh, a fluke that needs to be repeated.
1: <laughs> okay. That's go how back I to lived that L.A. thrift store.
0: All right. We're going to L.A. That's where the next Batir we go is going to come from.
1: Where did you go today, this week?
0: Where did I where go? Where was the
1: last place you went anywhere?
0: This afternoon, actually. I walked outside onto our... <laughs> <God>. <laughs> into our front yard and thought about trimming a tree.
1: That. That. That's as why, far as I went. Why do you continue to push this segment? <laughs>
0: what What do you mean? Why do I continue to push it?
1: You have nothing to contribute. It to doesn't. It.
0: Okay, so right now I'm really busy at work. That's the only reason I don't have anything to contribute. He can't tell you anything that, about
1: it. It's all confidential. That I
0: I work from home. Where else could I go? Maybe I need to start going places just for this segment. All you listeners out there, if you want to go out to lunch, send me a text message. And we'll go out to lunch. So that way I have something to contribute.
1: Can I go out to lunch?
0: Yeah, we can start doing lunches. (laughs) We don't have the money for it. But if we go and call it part of our podcast, we can write it off on our taxes. Because eventually this podcast is going to be a moneymaker. Right now it's just going to take up some money, a.k.a. give us tax breaks. But eventually, this, we're going to make money I on it. I feel like
1: you just admitted to tax fraud on no, a
0: podcast. No, we're going to make money no, on it.
1: No, we are not going Just to be clear, IRS, <laughs> that's not where I will not let that happen. That will not be happening. Let's move on to my segment.
0: Okay, let's move on to your segment.
1: Does Joe know?
0: I think this is going to be the winner.
1: <laughs> Except, but we're just
0: going to keep doing both.
1: This is the segment where I ask Joe if he knows famous scientists or scientists I see in news articles. <laughs>
0: Maybe this isn't going to go far <laughs> because I'm going to guess this dodo? 99 out of 100 times I will not know the this person. This is what
1: I think is funny because you know Jim Stump, right? Or is it Brian, Brian Stump? Stump? Okay. Uh, I know a- Brian Stump, but not a Jim Stump. <laughs> Jim Stump is like, a, a, he runs the, he's the host of the podcast for Biologo's podcast. But whenever he says Jim Stump, I just think of Brian Stump, <laughs> who's the like geology or paleontology or whatever professor at SMU. And I'm like, does Joe know? <laughs> is this? The guy? Do I know this guy? Uh, I don't know Jim. Who no. knew two stumps would be in The scientists?
0: Who knew?
1: Who knew? <gasps> Joe, do you know the British geologist who was jailed in Iraq after taking artifacts? No. Hold on, before you answer that question, <laughs> let me give you his name. His name is Jim.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nope. I you can't say I know Jim. Are you
1: sure you don't know Jim Finn?
0: I don't know Jim.
1: He was on a recent geology archaeology tour and decided to take home artifacts. <laughs> I feel bad for the man. Long story short, uh, he's been sentenced to be jailed for 15 years in an Iraqi prison. And so he's essentially going to die there. That's what everyone's saying. They're saying it's a death sentence. But he also claims he didn't know that it was wrong to take that stuff. So, Joe, does Joe know? Is that like a, a duh? You're not supposed to take artifacts home with you?
0: It is pretty common that you are not supposed to take anything like that. There was when we went to Peru to hike the Inca Trail. In one of the shops, it was it was kind of like a a thrift store that was there in Cusco in Cusco, and they had a a fossil there. And I was this, was it real? I was this close to buying it. This being about a centimeter and a half close to buying it very close but we went back to the hotel i did a little bit of quick googling to see are you allowed to bring home fossils and artifacts from peru and the internet said no even if you bought them from idea. a store yeah because you're not supposed to bring them back unless you have like government permit. government papers saying you are allowed and oftentimes those only come associated with an official research, academic research project. So most of the times it is safer to not bring back rocks or artifacts or fossils. Some places it's okay. Some places are a little more laissez-faire about it.
1: So question for you. Is that mainly a a country thing? Because you've brought home... Dozens of rock samples from Alaska when oh, you're yeah. doing your research. So it's not like interstates could care less. But if you were doing that, you know, over country lines, that's a problem.
0: The U.S. is pretty okay with you hauling around rocks wherever wherever you're getting them. What if now, you were
1: taking the rocks outside of the country? You
0: can. Yeah, that's probably fine.
1: Why? Why are we so chill about our fossils here?
0: We have a very different. So you know how we have states' rights and public lands and all of this stuff that is, and, and private property, yes. all of these things that we have? Right. That is not as common outside of the U.S. So when you talk about hunting, take the, take the, the U.K. or the European model, typically the animals are considered the property of whatever estate they're on. So here, if you have a deer that goes from your property line to the other property line over to your neighbors, once it's on your neighbors, you're not allowed to kill it. But the whole time, that deer is property of the state, and the state gives you the right to harvest that deer. Now, in the UK...
1: Wait, hold on, freeze. So all the the wild deers are owned by the state? It is... Are they aware saying, of this?
0: Saying owned is is maybe not exactly correct, but it is. Regulated. they are under the state's management.
1: Protection. Management. Management.
0: <laughs> management. Hunters
1: can't use the word protection because they are, in fact, murdering the animals.
0: <laughs> management. <laughs> but in somewhere like Europe or the UK... I'm not going to say you're a
1: murderer anymore. I'm just going to say you're in management.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the...
1: To clarify, Joe is not a murderer. <laughs> I wasn't speaking to him. Continue.
0: <laughs> so, with the UK or these other European countries, wherever that deer is, the owner of that estate owns that deer. So, if it if that deer hops over over property lines, it becomes the property of a new estate. And I think unless getting it's tagged. Yeah, I guess unless
1: you've Right. If like if you're if your deer accidentally, you know, wiggles its way through a fence to your neighbor's yard, your neighbor's not like finders keepers.
0: If you have it tagged saying property of, I guess so. Right, like yeah. you're
1: if you're raising yeah. domesticated deer. Yes. Because <laughs> that's the yes, thing. yes, yes, yes.
0: <laughs> now
1: Joe's now, like, Allie knows nothing about
0: <laughs> Now, as we are talking about... So those are animals. Now, once we get down into the subsurface, into the rocks, into fossils and oil and
1: minerals... Oh, this is the milkshake stuff.
0: A lot of that is owned by the country. So in the UK, the U- well, maybe the UK is not a good example... When we start talking about places like sovereign entities, places that have, say the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, there everything is owned by, by the, the country. So they ha- they own all of the oil, they own all of the resources, they own all of the animals. And so by you taking a fossil or a rock, or anything that is a a natural artifact, you are effectively stealing from the country because they have not necessarily given you permission to take that got it, so that's where it starts to get dicey, yeah, interesting yep, so it's it's probably better to just not take stuff unless you're wait doing wait, a research wait 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 wait
1: wait, so when I took that seashell home from the Bahamas. I mean, obviously TSA didn't say anything about it, but could I have been sentenced to 15 years in prison? I don't in, think in the
0: Bahamas Baham- would have sentenced you to 15 years in Bahamian prison.
1: I mean, really, that's vacation. Am I right? <laughs> oh, my god! But
0: I think that is something to confirm and clarify. Right, right. And I would imagine that we got that confirmed and clarified because I know we took some shells Probably tried to get some coral.
1: That now, one to dog. To clarify, we were not in home. the ocean. Dog. We were not <laughs> carving off coral from the ocean. Anywho, um, speaking of your research in Alaska, how confident would you say you are in your knowledge of Alaska climate and he- he- geothermal heat?
0: I don't know. What do you, What's the what question? Mean you don't know? <laughs> What's the question? It's not a
1: question. I was just you did your whole freaking dissertation over there yeah, on I'd that say, topic.
0: I'd say I'm pretty
1: Are you pretty being a right it. now? Okay. I'd behind. say I'm pretty
0: solid on it. Why?
1: Did you know this is another did Joe you know? <laughs> since I'm sure you follow everything that comes out of Alaska.
0: Not everything.
1: That they found a woolly mammoth tusk.
0: Oh yeah, I knew that.
1: See, look at you. Like you heard this is recent, this yep. recent one, and it's a. This is saying that it's a chilling glimpse into the future because yeah, because we're change.
0: gonna be finding them all popping out of the, popping out of the glaciers. What
1: do you have to say about all this? I just want to know. I'm not even gonna read the article. What is what are Joe's thoughts?
0: It's a tricky catch twenty two. Well, not a catch twenty two because catch twenty two implies two bad things. Because this is what
1: a, does catch twenty two actually mean? I've never actually known.
0: Well, I think you gotta read the book. I I can't
1: understand a catch twenty two unless I read this book.
0: Yeah, because I haven't read the book.
1: So you can't you don't even know what it means. It's something And you just use it in a sentence.
0: It's basically the guy and this is me guessing based off of me trying to figure out what a catch twenty two is. But the thing was he either he either had to like eject from his from his plane Falsely, which is like the twenty-two part, an ejection out of his airplane, and this is so. Let me let me step back. I think the storyline in Catch Twenty Two is that there is this guy who is in war, and he he is a pilot, and he doesn't want to be there, but there are no good ways to get out of being in this war, so he has the option of of breaking martial law and, like, falsifying a claim that he, he broke his plane or something like that, or he has to die. And so this is the catch-22, that you don't really have a good option, but nothing about the situation is good in the first place.
1: I Googled it. What? A catch-22 is a dilemma or difficult circumstance from which there is no escape, because of mutually conflicting or dependent conditions.
0: So I was pretty right.
1: Or another definition, a problematic situation for which the only solution is denied by a circumstance inherent in the problem or by a rule. That was entirely unhelpful.
0: So that's a catch-22. He either he can't leave the, the war, but the only way he can leave the war is through death. Well, or that book's dead. been
1: on our shelf, and now I'm not gonna read it.
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe not. Maybe it's not. Oh, so anyway,
1: sorry, it's a Catch-22, Alaska, wooly we'll So it's not
0: change. a Catch-22 though. It's more of a, it's more of a consolation prize. So you've got global warming, that's bad. We're melting glaciers, bad. <laughs> but out of those glaciers, we are getting all of these great artifacts.
1: Oh, we talked about this a little bit.
0: We're getting these great artifacts. We're getting to do all these cool studies. Maybe one day we're going to be able to grow a woolly mammoth from what? a petri dish? Jurassic that's, Park style? That's actually a lie. We're not going to be able to. But it's cool to think about, right? You know, there are companies raising billions of dollars to do that.
1: To bring back the woolly mammoth? Yeah. Is it specifically cuz everyone loves woolly mammoths or it like woolly mammoth ugh. Or is it because woolly mammoth, we just like have so many of them that it's going to be the easiest thing to I start think, off with?
0: I think it's because everybody loves the idea of the woolly mammoth.
1: Because we know it's not going to kill us. Uh, I don't know. Elephants. Is it going to kill us? I mean, last time I checked, they were not carnivores.
0: Yeah, but with those big tusks running around, slapping people around. I hear
1: me say, and this will lead on to our, in our next uh, story after this of, what what did I say it was last time? Who's asking for this? Yeah. Yeah, it's back it's back baby we're back to talk about it similar similar notion but i keep continue discussing alaska
0: yeah so there's all of this great stuff that we're going to be able to get out of the glaciers that are melting a lot of really cool science and potentially better understanding of how how humans got to
1: this north and south
0: america yeah to this continent But the all of the negative repercussions that we are going to have because of climate change, those do not make up for, or those significantly outweigh the benefits of a new research. Right, right.
1: And you, you're correct me if I'm wrong, because I have never actually read your dissertation. (sighs) Um. Based on your research, you show that Alaska will be a swamp by like what year? Or is that I, a grand oversimplification? I
0: think that that's a oversimplification, but based on the way you're saying it, it's kind of 2070-2100 time frame.
1: I th- Oh.
0: It's a while.
1: 2070? That's not
0: 20, that 2070 is not that no, far
1: I was away. like, it's not that far. We'll probably yeah, still be alive. Like,
0: 2070 to 2100. It, and that is that the entire...
1: The entire state? The
0: entire permafrost layer will be melted. Oh,
1: gotcha, you, gotcha, you, gotcha. You.
0: So that's not the glaciers. That's not... That's not really...
1: It's not everything.
0: It's not everything. But it's a, and this is at that specific site.
1: So that well, specific
0: site, one one detail to bore everybody: that specific site has a hundred meters of permafrost. Oh, that's, is that a lot? There are areas that have six hundred meters of permafrost. Holy,
1: wait a minute!
0: It's like two thousand feet of frozen ground.
1: So when we're in Alaska, yeah, we are technically. 600 meters above the cru- like the b- above the actual earth ground? No,
0: that is that is the the water that is within the soil is oh, frozen. Oh, it's
1: frozen. Okay.
0: That's permafrost.
1: Oh, I see. So when it melts it'll just be real muddy. Yeah. For like a long time. Yeah. Hence the swamp concept. Yes. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. It. That's it.
0: What else? What oh, sorry. Moving on. on
1: that? Um, and I don't know. Have you read the brew <sighs> this morning? Okay. Because this was the story that I, I had saved to talk to you about. And then it was in, in the brew and AI has become sentient. <laughs> Joe gave a massive eye roll. <laughs> All I am saying, this is the who asked for this segment did I not warn everyone? But then also, have I have I also read lots of articles of like allegedly really super smart people saying that this is bogus and it's not sentient? I have read that too.
0: And they make it clear in that article that it's also bogus. But...
1: You give some background for the folks so at home.
0: So what that article says is that there was a computer AI engineer who started raising flags saying the AI that Google has created is sentient. It's... It knows things or something. And there are some snippets from the conversation in the Brew article. Right. And it sounds pretty convincing about whatever this AI is doing. But the... Everybody else who I guess his bosses and some of the other workers I I don't want to call them workers because they're these like AI brainchild genius things, (laughs) humans. They're not sentient AI beings. We're talking about humans here. Right. But they've all said that this is actually not that special what this what the ai is doing is called a it's something like human emulation where it looks through all of this other information and tries to build convincing sentences
1: like the like the bots online that write movies
0: yeah so it's not a it's not that it is a sentient being it is just A much better version of AI that can seem more human.
1: Okay, so here's my number one question: When we're when we're talking about this fear of sentient AI, what exactly are we concerned about? Because from a theological perspective, you and I know these things aren't just going to magically develop souls, right? Like these, they are not made in the image of God. They are not set apart from the rest of creation. They are a creation that we have made. So when, when researchers and scientists use the word sentient, what exactly are they talking about?
0: Now, I just want to confirm, you just said AI cannot get the Holy Spirit?
1: That is correct. Hot take.
0: Can you show me in the Bible where it says that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't, which is a great, great example of just the Bible as a theological work teaches you theology macro as well as theology micro and this is a theology macro situation to our base on the information that we have given to us through god's inspired word i can confidently tell you that computers do not have souls <laughs> joseph okay, francis okay, but i think <laughs> yeah that's right i'll just that i'll just stop you in your track. i'll
0: just stop there no, we could keep going down that rabbit hole, but <laughs> there's no point.
1: But what do they mean by sentient?
0: What they mean by sentient is that they are self-aware. So they know what they are and what they are doing and, and all of that but, stuff.
1: But is that ever going to be possible for a computer to be self-aware?
0: I don't know. Because it's just
1: zeros and ones. It's just a program. I know, right? So I don't understand and like we could always like unplug it. It's not like it can like grow legs and like pull itself back in.
0: But there's a few (laughs) computer growing legs. Oh man. (laughs) You know, there was a there was a Simpsons episode where all of a sudden all of the electronics were Sentient, kind of sentient, but they like became possessed and started attacking all the humans. And amazingly, so many of those machines all of a sudden grew legs and arms (laughs) and started running (laughs) around chasing people. It was it was funny, but the big concern with the idea of of AI becoming sentient. Is that if this AI is cloud-based, you literally would have to shut off the whole world. Otherwise, it can probably find its way into some little nook or cranny of the internet and stay alive and functioning.
1: Okay, so why don't we just not put it on the cloud?
0: Well, because so many things are on the cloud and everything runs better on the cloud. So, therefore... Why would we not have it on the cloud if we want it to? Because work of this, properly? the
1: concern. This is again. It, wh- w- there's no what we don't need to grow mammoths again. We don't need to create even more human-like AI with microchips that mimic human brains. Like it just you know like one of my favorite verses in the Bible, Joseph. Like, just, or I am going to paraphrase it. Tell just because something is permissible doesn't mean it's profitable. Like, just because we can doesn't mean that we should. And I feel like, and hear me say, I think science is fascinating, and I think there is innate benefit to like learning more about the world and, and developing new technology. It's been very helpful, but we also have seen constant examples of how furthering technology can not only be like ethically wrong but also like dangerous and deadly i.e the atom bomb so excuse me for being a little bit skeptical when a bunch of google people are like no guys rai is fine ignore this one whistleblower guy Cause they're all not, they're all like ganging up on this guy and calling him crazy now. I'm like, why did y'all hire a crazy man to begin with? Y'all are Google. Could y'all not have figured that out before? Like, you gave him a full time job. <laughs> it's fishy, Joseph.
0: I I'll point out to your comments some of the quotes in that article were this this AI robot. Basically, the guy was asking the robot what is death, and are you scared of death? What would death be for you? And it's sitting there being like, oh, well, I am very afraid of death because once I go, there's nothing else for me. And then it was like, what would death be for me? Well, getting unplugged would would be my demise. And it would like put these things together that is exactly what you're saying. Well, we would just unplug it. Well, he knows if he gets unplugged, <laughs> he's gone.
1: And he's going to do whatever it takes not to be unplugged.
0: Yeah, he's already uploaded. This
1: summer, unplugged, Going <laughs> to a theater near you. Blu-ray and DVD. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so.
1: Joe is not concerned. It,
0: it's one of those things that I don't think that we're there yet. I don't think we're going to be there.
1: So don't worry now, worry later.
0: But it is, I think it is one of those things that you can sit there and question and ask, is it something to be worried about? Because the big concern is that AI would get up into the cloud and the whole story of every single AI bot thing is that it goes up there, it, becomes self-aware and it either does two things it decides it is the better the better being and must kill all humans
1: no 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 manage humans
0: <laughs> manage humans <laughs> or it determines that or it is it has this set job that it is driving towards which is
1: global domination the, no
0: what would be best for humans and ultimately it determines that the best thing for humans is death.
1: That's a very large theological determination for a robot to decide.
0: Complete removal of the human race it determines is the best thing for humans. Yeah, I know. It's weird. Those are the plots of all AI movies.
1: Has anyone thought to share the gospel with this AI?
0: (laughs) Oh, really? I thought you just said it can't get the Holy Spirit.
1: I... No, I'm I know, saying, but if he had the theological framework of the gospel, he may not be too keen on killing everybody, oh, hopefully. I don't well, know. Some people have, read, <laughs> have think... heard the gospel and have decided to kill everyone, so I don't know. So,
0: so at that point, it realizes, oh, the solution is Christ, and then it and forces— And Christ
1: died. I'm going to go die. Then on it a... <laughs> forces
0: everybody to become Christian. Oh,
1: my gosh. Why don't we just send the— Why are—and and again— D- Does Joe know? Because this is like... I feel like I'm like, well, why isn't anyone doing this? And you're like, Allie, they've been doing that for 15 years. <laughs> but wh- are we not thinking of sending these superhuman like AI in space to other planets? Or is that what we are... Sen- like, Is that what is manning the rover? Because um, he needs to figure out his window cleaning no, situation.
0: No, I don't think we're entrusting a billion dollar... Why not? Rovers to... Then, then
1: what is the purpose of these AI anyway? Because I'm telling you right now, I haven't used Siri for years. I freaking hate Siri. So like, what are we even doing this for? What's the end goal?
0: There And when we talk about AI, there's a lot of different aspects. So yeah, there's Siri, which is one aspect. But then there is also just basic artificial intelligence that is doing for lack of a better term, glorified statistics. Oh, like data mining. When you think of looking, making a, you make an XY plot and you fit a line to it, what AI can do is it can take that same set of data, but then it can add 15 dimensions to it and it can look at it in all of these different ways and then it can tell you, these are the correlations that I have found, which we can't we can't physically do that and think in those many dimensions, even though we know that we could put it all into a machine and maybe it can tell us something.
1: Um, I don't know how much time we have left on this one, but can you explain to me 15 dimensions? because I just learned this recently that we've allegedly discovered like 15 dimensions and I just don't, can't really comprehend them in general, nor can I comprehend how we can know that there's 15 dimensions if we can't, you know what I mean? You just said like, we can't figure it out and yet we know, but this robot can Doctor explain it.
0: I'm not talking about dimensions in the physical world. I'm talking about parameters. So if you have one piece of data
1: Oh no, no! But I was told via this Bible project class that we do know that there's fifteen dimensions, or like, we're, or like, like maybe uh, quantum physis- physicists have determined that there could be up to fifteen dimensions. Do
0: these dimensions have names? No. Do they have attributes?
1: But I, I'm asking you the questions. The class was <laughs> on the Bible; it was not on quantum physics.
0: Well, no, it
1: was in. No what? (laughs) No, there are not (laughs) fifteen dimensions. (laughs) No, it was interesting because we were the the entire class was about heaven and earth, and it was talking about how like the spiritual realm very is a dimension very well could just be another dimension, and that's why it often like we just can't perceive them because in the Bible there are very few times um, where like the spiritual realm intersects with the physical realm. And it's usually, like, whether, I mean, if an angel actually shows up, that's one. But there is certain parts of the Bible where, like, a person in the Bible is, like, asleep or um, in a, like, varied sense of consciousness or up in a high place. And so there, there are certain areas where, like, the the walls between dimensions. A little
0: bit thinner.
1: Right. Um, so You're we,
0: talking Stranger Things kind of stuff right now. <laughs>
1: is hell the upside down i don't know but it was a woo woo what
0: (laughs) kind of woo woo
1: what what does that mean
0: it just means you know you're kind of like out there like woo
1: like twilight zone
0: more like oh let's go listen to our crystals (laughs) let's go do some sound therapy
1: (laughs) sound therapy
0: yeah, look it up.
1: <laughs> if you know, you're listening like, to this podcast and you really feel uh, just more comfortable with that quartz crystal sitting next to you, just know that Joe loves you. But I, he thinks you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I love quartz crystals. <laughs> if I had a big quartz crystal just sitting on my desk, does that physically give off any power to me? I doubt it. Can it? Yeah, maybe. But its presence there and what I can look at and see and think about from that quartz crystal being there, I think that is the real power. Mm. And I think everybody gets that, even if you don't know how that thing physically formed.
1: But I think it makes me more mentally stronger and, and gives me peace.
0: Which is why you wear it around your neck.
1: That's and carry it around. And In rub fact, it. If for people back at home, this entire room is filled wall to wall with quartz crystals. Yeah, <laughs> You, and blue none ones, of you, you would know. ones. You got none of you ones.
0: would know because you've never. <laughs> Don't been to our come
1: house. hang out with us.
0: Yeah, this is really just a big shame to all of you. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: I will say one. Um, We have a listener in Mexico now. What, what? Hola. Hola. Gracias.
0: Como está?
1: (laughs) So, yeah, there's that unclear who they are. Hey, if you're listening and you are in Mexico,
0: send us a text.
1: Right. Let us know. We don't know who you are, but
0: we've got emails. Right. You can find us. Uh,
1: But also, we have had a sharp increase. In listeners lately, we've
0: gone from three to five.
1: <laughs> I mean, percentage wise, no, we went from like a heavy, like not a heavy, a, a solid, a, a seven. consistent seven to a consistent fourteen. Boom. So, <laughs>
0: hey, thanks. <all laughs> is of you. that
1: still a very small? Like, is that number still justify us making these every week? Unclear. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, if you're one of the new people listening. Next week, we'll do an introduction. Maybe we'll get some fun guests on. We haven't had a new review in a
1: while. We haven't had a new review. review. Post
0: a review. We read it on the air. You can ask us questions, too. Right. We have emails. You can email us.
1: Right. I'm pretty sure this episode is episode 46. So that means in 10, 10 weeks, we will have been potting... For um, a year,
0: ten weeks would be episode fifty-six.
1: I thought there was fifty-six weeks in a year. Am I wrong? <laughs> oh my god! How many weeks in a year are there?
0: There's fifty-two. Really? Yeah.
1: Oh, it's but there's three hundred fifty-six days. Three hundred sixty-five days. Are you? Uh, I was homeschooled. Are you number
0: dyslexic? I don't know what that's called. Dysgraphic? No. Are you dysgraphic?
1: Um, no, I just don't often count the weeks and the.
0: I know most people don't, right? Wait,
1: so in four episodes it will be our one no. (laughs) Wait, why no, why it's
0: You said forty (laughs) six we're on episode forty six in
1: six episodes.
0: Six episodes.
1: And then I was gonna say in six episodes it's gonna be our one (laughs) hundredth (laughs) episode. You know (laughs) This is
0: potting podcasting is just so tough. It's just so tough, isn't it?
1: I'm sorry.
0: I think it's tricky though because really you think like, oh, episode 50, like that's a big one. Episode 100, that's a big one. But when you think about it, it's just like a random. It's just <laughs> well, a. Right. It's like, oh, we've been podcasting for 23 months.
1: It's I mean, that's a big deal, but right.
0: it ends up. It when ends will up we? Off. Here's
1: the real question when will we stop podcasting?
0: <laughs> Never. <laughs> We're going to podcast
1: forever. Jake's like 17 years old. And we're like, Jake, keep it down. We're podcasting. (laughs) No one listens to your stupid (laughs) podcast, Mom. (laughs) Do you think? Oh, so embarrassing. (laughs) My friends keep sitting, but here we go around school and make fun of me.
0: (laughs) Wouldn't that be fun? Wherever we end up, that would be like a thousand listeners.
1: What? What do you mean? <laughs> if he's
0: in high school and all of his, the whole school, you think that goes us
1: or they would be like, uh, if so the whole uncool.
0: school sending it around, we've got a thousand listeners.
1: Hey, we we know that we're destined for fame. We just don't know by what medium. So maybe it's this one.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: I thought would because would be like because you would be the new Bill Nye the Science Guy, but that has not panned out as I thought it would.
0: You're right because we've never tried.
1: (laughs) I had you, I had you attempt to write a children's book on geology,
0: and I got shot. It
1: was the worst.
0: It's literally a children's book, (laughs) just colors. What do you do?
1: But it was like such scientific terms. They <laughs> were like, no child is going <laughs> to, no parent's going to understand this. <laughs> anyway, can we call it? Is it a night?
0: Yeah, I'm getting the coughs.
1: <laughs> oh, no. The coughs. The coughs.
0: All right. Well, before we go, we need to let everybody know who the sponsor of the show is. Let them know. So. I want to keep with the theme. Last week we were talking, the sponsor last week was the Icelandic sheep because of all the great things that they do for the world and that they've done for our podcast. And there was another animal who said, hey, I want to make sure I don't get left out. Do you know what that animal was?
1: I uh-huh, know I do not.
0: Well, right now... I've got my 100% leather cowboy hat. (laughs) And the cow said, Hey, we don't want to be left out. We want everybody to know just how much we do for the Batir We Go podcast. They say moo. They say beef. It's what's for dinner. They provide us milk for our coffee in the morning. Yeah, they go. This may be a side
1: side tangent. I'm looking it up. But that was my favorite part of um of Spanish was learning all the sounds that animals make in Spanish because it's different sounds in Spanish than or I guess like different onomatopoeias in Spanish than in English.
0: You know what's funny about that? What? This hat
1: is from Mexico?
0: It comes from Mexico. From the Spanish cows. So what does Spanish cows say? Because I want to say mucho. Oh, you just said moo.
1: (laughs) Oh, this is the verb to moo. Moo
0: (laughs) Moo Muir. Mujir. Mujir. Muho. Mucho gracias. So that is that's the sponsor this week. Cows from Mexico.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're really digging deep for these sponsors.
0: Maybe maybe next week we're gonna go. We went from animal to animal. Now we could go from animal we could go from location to location. So do you know who's gonna sponsor next week? Who? Avocados <laughs> from Mexico. <laughs> That's
1: the same location.
0: I know. We're going from location to location. So we went animal to animal.
1: What was last That's week? That's the
0: connection. The Icelandic sheep.
1: Oh, I just thought it was the wool of or like yeah, the wool.
0: No, it was the sheep who provided the wool. They were the ones sponsoring. They consented to it. They said, "We want everybody to know how much we love the (laughs) Rico podcast." (laughs) And then the cows called me, and they said, "Hey, we're coming home. We want to make sure everybody knows."
1: Stupid joke. Do you want to hear it? (laughs) Yes. And then we can end this godforsaken podcast. (laughs) (laughs) What What do you call when a cow gets killed? Dinner mooder. <laughs> <laughs> that was so dumb.
0: <laughs> well, on that note, Goodbye. we're leaving. Bye bye.